Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to A Life of an Entrepreneur. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of an Entrepreneur podcast, which is my life as a CEO of a company called Genflow, where I help creators monetize their audiences. What I mean by that is uh, people that you follow on YouTube, on Instagram, etc. Um, I help those guys. I help them make money, essentially, um, through their audiences. And we do that through a number of ways. We help them launch their own direct-to-consumer brands. We help them sell content. We help them work with other brands. And uh, we also help them produce content. So we do a lot of different things. Um, and this podcast is my life. Um, very raw, very stripped back. Just kind of telling you what's happening in my life and how I'm dealing with managing a business and being a, a red-blooded entrepreneur, really in the thick of things. I'm not the type of person that believes in this whole, you work four hours a week, you outsource everything and you know everything's done for you, this, that, whatever. No, the people sell you that stuff who are good at selling stuff and they actually have never built anything. I'm a huge operator. I love operations, I love execution, I love doing things. So today, I think at the time I'm recording this, we may be 98 um, people. Every week people are joining, so a massive business now. And uh, so I'm recording this from Dubai. I'm currently been here for a week and a so. Um, and then from here, I'm going on to LA. If you, In case you have missed it, I will mention my plan. So I have uh, left the London office and the London team for now. I have moved out my place and I'm en route to LA to keep working on our US expansion. We had an office when COVID came and since then, we end up giving it up and so I'm going back out there to get an office and hire some more team members, work with our clients and do a lot more other exciting things. And um, so yeah, before that I came to Dubai, the funny story is that I came to Dubai because they had a 14 day, you had to be in some other country if you're entering the US. They have actually now relaxed that, but regardless, I was coming here because one of our clients actually was uh, exhibiting at the Dubai Fit Expo, which is part of the Expo 2020, which is this massive thing that Dubai has invested like the last 10 years in. And I was meeting a lot of distributors here myself because a lot of retailers, wholesalers, distributors want creative brands because they want to bring footfall and traffic to their businesses. So some very exciting meetings and I'll tell you more about that in detail later in this episode. But yeah, that's why I'm here. So I'm currently recording this in my hotel room. I took my Rode Podcaster um, machine, which is awesome, by the way, for anyone that wants to start a podcast um, with me so I could do this. But... It's been a bit of a crazy, you know, week and a half that I've been here. And the reason is I'm just being consumed with um, with uh, the idea of raising money again and what I'm trying to do. So I think over the past 10 months since raising the 11 million, slowly, slowly, the vision for the business is coming clearer and clearer to me. And it's just way bigger than I ever imagined it to be in my head before. It's truly a billion dollar plus opportunity. And and the reason for that is I'll explain right now. Audience and getting customers is the hardest thing in the world for any business. And it's only getting more expensive. You know, traditionally, how do you get customers? You market. And at the moment, all marketing goes into Facebook, Google ads, creating content and all of that every single day, every minute only gets more expensive. So if you, for anyone that has that audience, for any brand even today, they're going to keep on winning because they have people's attention and they can keep doing that. But for any SMBs, 
small businesses are going to start today. So if you're listening to this and you have a dream of building a clothing brand, the 99% chance that you will fail because you're going to struggle to ever get customers. You can come up with whatever idea, brand, logo, design, concept, product, whatever. Getting customers ultimately is the make or break. And not just like getting some customers. Yeah, of course you can get some customers, but I'm talking about building truly scalable, self-sustainable businesses. And um, and why it's a massive opportunity is because essentially we, I've realized that what Gemflow actually does is that we are in the game of audience. We're not in the game of creators. We're not in the game of launching brands, which even my team and everybody thinks it is. It's actually the game of audience because the true power of what I'm doing is that it's the audience of the creators that we work with. So if that combined audience is 300 million, that's a lot of people. And that's a lot of people you can sell and make money out of and give them benefit and give them that feeling of um, that they're getting value. So that's a massive opportunity. If in another space, think about having the audience of 300 million people you can reach to. So I can reach about 300 million people, let's say, through my creators. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, I think this kind of came into my mind like six months or something ago. And since then, we've been focused on like, okay, we know we're ahead of the market because we know the true value of a creator. We know that audience is everything. So how do we go deeper in that? So essentially, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking, like a lot of time thinking on the true value of an audience and how do we monetize the audience in different ways that we should monetize on every single touch point. Today, Gemflow was focused on off-platform. What I mean by that is we focus on taking the audience away from social media platforms and monetizing them elsewhere. But in the future, we should be monetizing them at every single point. What that means is we've actually done some tests in this. So, for example, launch a, we could produce the content, launch a YouTube channel, and make money out of that. But we can use our team and knowledge to then build that audience and not only on one channel, we can do that on multiple channels. So for instance, we could take someone who's big on Instagram and build a TikTok, YouTube, etc., for them and build that audience. If you build the audience, the monetization will naturally grow. You'll get paid more for brands. If you if you launch a DTC brand, it will only sell more, um, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I guess, you know, the opportunity is just massive. And the other thing that's come out is that there's 50 million creators in the world and that's only going to increase. And... Two million of those, what we refer to as mega creators, are the ones that, out of two million, sorry, they make 100,000 a year already, which means they already have money. And that's where we like to play. So our market, for anyone listening, is two million creators. That's who we want to work with because they're the ones with the money, they're the ones that are serious about monetization, and they're the ones that want to scale and get somewhere. Today, we're not focused on the small creators. Um, because it is too much effort. It's too much effort trying to grow someone's following and then monetize them one day when we have two million that we can reach and do it for who are already successful. Um, so yeah, the reason I'm saying all that is because, um, yeah, so I've decided to raise money because the creator economy that has been born in the last 12 months, it has never been like this. I've been doing this for seven years. You know, I used to go and tell people that, oh, someone with following can go and sell. They used to laugh at me. I, you know, I can't remember the names. Um, you know, that's a funny story. Um, 
recently someone applied for a role at Jumpflow. His name was Clive. I pitched him as an investor once and he goes to me, this is never going to work. People on online don't buy from other people. You don't know what you're talking about. People just go to Amazon and buy what they want, whatever. And that same guy is now applying for a job at Genflow. God knows what happened to his life or his career or his businesses that he was investing in. And he never knows I'm the same guy because at that time I was athlete. He, would, he probably has not put two and two together. In his application, there was no mention of it. The point is that I've been laughed at for so long. And now the same people are sitting there calling it creator economy. Oh, creators are the biggest thing around. Oh, they can sell stuff. It's like, yep, I know. I've been doing this for the longest time. I'm one of the most knowledgeable people in this space, full stop. And what that's done is, so essentially I've been getting about three to five emails a week from major investors like General Atlantic, KKR, et cetera, et cetera. So General Atlantic sent me a message. They were like, we invested in Gymshark, but we see you guys as the next iteration of influencer marketing and where the market is going. We would love to have a chat. But that's become quite common. I'm getting those messages from a lot of worldwide firms who like investing in fast growth businesses and um, et cetera, et cetera. So firstly, I'm extremely grateful and thankful to be in this position because I'm in a position where finally people actually want what I've been doing because before it was such an outside thing that no one even understood it to be able to want to back it. So that led to me having a lot of conversations. I've been speaking with these firms and the truth is that when I tell them about what I just told you guys, the fact what I think of audiences and what are we doing and how are we doing it, people are just so impressed because the infrastructure we have Every other creator economy business, every other business that's trying to work with social media influencers, they're just getting started. They're in year one or two of trading, not in year five. They haven't sold 60 million plus. They haven't made 10 million plus a year for themselves. That's the position that we are in. So it's crazy, actually. So yesterday I was doing a pitch. And when I got to the revenue slide, the guy literally like almost fell off his chair and I could see expression on his face that he thought, oh shit, he's like serious, this guy is. Because up till then, he was a bit like, you know, trying to see, here's another guy, oh, creators are the next big thing, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I am doing it. And when he saw the slide, the expression on his face said everything. Um, so now I've been feeling very um, emotional and very like empowered that I'm going to keep, I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm doing it right. It's about timing, it's about this, about figuring out what is the next move, what is this. So yeah, we've started in the early days. Um, the other thing on that is that we've also spoke to our current investors and they're happy to raise more money as well. So yeah, early days, um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because I'm going to be giving you the real insight um, over the next three to six months whilst we're trying to complete the biggest deal, hopefully in the creator economy history and of course in Gemflow and my life's history. Um so yeah, I've been I've been I've been thinking about that. If I'm honest, I've not been doing too much work on it. Um, I'm flying to LA in a few days. I have a 16-hour flight, and my plan is to actually start working on my pitch deck during that flight. But I have till the end of November to put everything together to actually show our current investors, our chairman, and my team before we'll end up going to the market and kind of pushing and actually speaking with all these parties that I have currently been speaking to. Most of them are US-based. And I guess, yeah, one other thing just to mention is I'm trying to raise a US-EU funding round, which means that we need a US lead investor. And the reason for that is because US, of course, and LA is the center of creators. 
in that same research, by the way, that's by Signal Fire. Check it out. It's um, 3.2 million creators live in LA. It's the most dense place of creators. So obviously I should be there. And that's where we should be scaling because that is the heart of everything. So yeah, quite, quite interesting. Um, you know, so I've been doing that in my mental space. But whilst that, um, what else has been going on is that you know, I've tried to step away from the day-to-day. Many of you know that. I have announced that as well. Um, however, I've soon, well, I have quickly realized that that doesn't mean I can't be looking at it at all. Because I realized something. So the guys are working on the Black Friday plan. Um, and obviously, there's many different strategies per different brands, per different creator. And, and it's a lot of work to do. And as they have been doing that, and I've been reviewing it, it's clear that the skill that I possess, which I have learned by just doing, um, is going to be hard for others to do. It's things like knowing how should a creator announce, create content, what should they share in what video, how will we get people to resonate and actually take part in the sale, promotion, new products, whatever. That part is my skill. The team skill is being organized, developing, having the stock there, having the overall strategy in place for the brand. But how does the creator interact with that and what they should do is my skill. Um, and the reason I'm just pointing that out is because the lesson here is that you could delegate something to somebody, but make sure the reporting is well put together between the two of you or between you and that group so you can actually see the execution and you can see if what you are good at and how you would attempt it has actually been done or not because that needs to be done. Um, for it to be successful, you know that, right? That's my gut instinct. That's like your gut instinct in, in the same example. So I think that's been a very interesting thing. And I think part of that same uh, point that I'm making is that of stepping away. So October was the biggest month of the company's history. And it felt strange because I'm not on my desk. I'm always on my desk. I've been on my desk for five years straight. I was on my desk even on my honeymoon, literally. I was answering customer service emails every morning and then we would go to the pool and stuff so like when i'm like um, i'm on my desk like i am doing it myself it's the first time like in october i've not been so attached to it i had to film um i ended up booking a studio filming three months of youtube content make sure you subscribe to youtube because yeah lots of amazing videos coming up about productivity about running a business about entrepreneurship creator economy etc um and i've been very busy in like the handover and managing some projects myself and coming out here to Dubai, et cetera, et cetera. I've not been so on top of it and we had just had our best month ever. So yeah, feels amazing, feels absolutely amazing. And um, I think we're kind of like in this stage as a business of like we're growing up, but with something still to solve. And I think we're about six months away for truly becoming like it's a machine runs with very little involvement from me. So I think we're getting there. One thing I've uh, learned from experience for anyone listening is that you know, you think of designing like a department because of what you think it needs to be. But then almost every time afterwards, we realize what it actually should be. And then we start making changes. And that's a hard thing. So, you know, I hired some people initially when we raised the money thinking that, okay, we need this person for this role. But in the end, that role actually, the company that needs is actually slightly different. So I, one thing I would say to anyone listening is if you're at currently at 10, 20 people, work on your organization design, work on who's going to do what, try to do it as forward thinking as possible, but realize that is absolutely okay if you hired someone 
with this skill because you thought that was the role but actually it turns out to be different and that's okay that's a big big learning curve for me because i think like oh shit i failed if i got it wrong but like no it's okay it's absolutely okay it's just tactics so let's just say you run an agency and you hire a client uh, director whose job is to communicate to all clients um and you realize that actually communication was never really the thing that you they should have been doing it was more um analyzing results and being able to say what those results are about that's going to be a different skill from someone who's great at communication taking clients out for lunch making sure they're happy very good at speaking on the phone so like client relations is a massive subject right and you can easily get it wrong in terms of what skill is the most important when it comes to client relation and that'll depend on your agency and what you're about and anything else and who else is in the team so it's quite interesting because you know you try to like solve i often think um this is probably what what happens in football you know what must happen is that a manager thinks hmm, i need this sort of player for like the defense but they hire this right back or whatever but then they realize actually he was wrong the wrong fit because we actually needed this and that's why you see like some player joins and you never hear of them again um it's just so interesting because i look at like that i what i go through and i always make comparables to others just to be like ah oh, i can see why things don't work out in other spaces because everything could be right doesn't mean that person is not amazing they just don't fit in the thing that you were trying to do or they don't fit the organization they don't fit the responsibility that the now the company needs them to do so i think that's been another learning curve for me but yeah i guess um moving on to distributors the last thing to mention so While I've been out here I've been catching up with our clients so Mike Thurston um who has a million something on YouTube uh Lily Sabri with 3 million on YouTube Iman Gaji he has a few hundred thousand but does very well um because of his businesses so what I've been doing here is that I was meeting these distributors because the people's interest in wholesale is massive now so you know recently we done a deal in the UK for our client Shreddy we're in uh, 400 super drug stores it has actually gone really well and they're going to be ordering some more stock so which is absolutely amazing another example of something that actually I didn't do and um the team executed and it was done exceptionally well so similar thing out here so here in the UAE if anyone listening there's a massive business opportunity because they are 5 years behind when it comes to everything and fitness is just about to begin here so the market is just starting and women's fitness is just starting women are arab women are going to the gym for the very first time in their lives so they're going to start now buying the leggings they're going to start buying the programs they're going to start buying the supplements and it's already happening women's best have scaled here massively due to that fact and um so there's massive opportunities so, you know a lot of our clients do uh, vegan protein very good health supplements with like nails and hair vitamins etc so yeah people are very excited they're like okay they want to bring western brands here they want to and then the thing that i had if i'm honest which was that we can also get the creator to say it's available in so and so and they'll that'll bring you traffic and that's something completely unique so i had a, i think five meetings with different distributors and online retailers um which was very exciting i i i think we'll end up um, they'll end up placing a bunch of orders with us um so yeah it was quite exciting i think it just proved to me once again how big the business can be because we could be selling hundreds and thousands of units to random countries who want western people and creators and brands products because the truth is they're also consuming the content you know uae people are sitting and watching the content of 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 our creators that's the true craziness of our business of online of creators of social media that there is no boundaries and coming out here spending a little bit of time speaking to people is like could not be more obvious you know in my dream 
Asia, South America, you know, they're like, there's so much opportunity there. And hopefully as the business gets more stable, I'll get the luxury to go from place to place, building and building. And that's my plan, you know. Um, I think, if anything, I always used to think in a couple of years I'll be able to exit Genflow, but I think there's so much to do here that if I'm, this is going to be a long-term thing now and it's going to be something which, is you know, it's already changed my life, but I think it can change uh, generations of my family if I was to play everything right. So, yeah, you know, with that being said, Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, make sure you leave a review. Or if you made it to the end, firstly, thank you so much. And if you can leave me a review, I would really appreciate that. If you can share it on your Instagram, I would appreciate that too. Firstly, so I know that you're listening to it. And also um, anyone else can get some benefit. But yeah, you know, um, as ever, if you ever need any help, Sean at gemflow.com or hit me up on Instagram. Um, either is good. And I'll see you guys in the next episode in where I would be in LA. And uh, I'll be telling you all about US strategy and what I'm up to. Up till then, be safe and have a great time and I'll see you next time.